0: Hello everyone, welcome back to the 3NOW podcast, it is now episode 19, I just sound like Mark the again, I, I can't speak English, I was trying to say I sound like Markiplier, but I messed up the intro per usual, it's just a Brett thing these days, um, it's why Ben was hosting for like 5 weeks, because I suck at it,
1: Wow. anyway,
0: Brett Jobs, Ben Pope, Mike Cicchetti, everybody knows the spiel, we are now on to our NFL awards. We've done preseason awards, midseason awards. We are now on to our official final NFL awards. This is a big episode. For those of you who are not familiar with our format, we have three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11, 12 categories to go through MVP, Offensive and Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Coach of the year, comeback player of the year, most surprising team, most disappointing team, most improved player, and most improved team. Those are all of our categories. We're going to be diving deep into each one. But we had our previous episode, episode 18, that most recently aired. If you haven't checked it out yet, be sure to go check it out on all of our social media platforms and services, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you get it. Talked about Super Wild Card Weekend. We'll have a recap episode ASAP when the playoffs air. But let's jump into these awards, beginning with Offensive Player of the Year. We're going to save MVP for last. We're going to go starting with Offensive Player of the Year. Guys, this is one where we've had a little bit of discussion over the last couple of times we've done awards. I think it's pretty solidified now who our player is. Mike, you seem pretty getting ready to get started. Who's your Offensive Player of the Year?
1: Um, My Offensive Player of the Year is Justin Jefferson. Uh, now, Justin Jefferson was my preseason pick, but, you know, we're not going to talk about I, He was all our preseason picks, uh, Ben mentioned. Led the league in yards. Unfortunately, was not able to break um, Megatron's record, unfortunately, because he got clamped up by Jair. Jair happened. Um. And Justin Jefferson's record did not happen. Um, Eight touchdowns, and he led the league in yards after the catch um, among (coughs) receivers. Incredible year. He was the heartbeat of the Vikings' offense, and he was the guy that basically, um, you know, he's basically the face of the Vikings um, at this point. Tremendous season. He had a slow, not really a slow start, but there were some guys um, that you could have mentioned as well. Josh of Saquon had a really strong start. Tyreek Hill had an even stronger start. Um, Tyreek Hill was on pace to break over 2,000. Um, but consistency, uh, Justin Jefferson is my offensive player of the year. Ben?
2: Yeah, uh, also at Justin Jefferson going into the preseason, I'm going to stick with that. Uh, Justin Jefferson is my offensive player of the year. I had a prediction going back last year that uh at this time when we we're talking about awards that he would be the best receiver in the league and i honestly think that he has come pretty close to achieving that if not achieving that i think that as like Devonte adams cooper cup i know he got injured but he's still up there and uh tyree kill deserved to be in that conversation but i think that justin jefferson is at that top of the conversation he had an immaculate year like mike mentioned and another point it was really the heart and soul of that entire Vikings offense. A lot of other people that were in contention for this award, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams kind of conflicting with one another uh, a little bit on the Raiders together, Tyreek Kill and Jalen Waddell, another example of that, but uh, Justin Jefferson did lead the league in receiving yards. Uh, didn't have as many receiving touchdowns uh, or as, uh, as many scrimmage yard touchdowns as guys like Josh Jacobs or even Austin Eckler, but uh, Justin Jefferson, at the end of the day, pretty solidly deserves this award.
1: Yeah, and shout out Devontae Adams too, because he had a very, very underrated year. Yeah. Um, fifteen hundred yards. I think he led the league in receiving touchdowns as well. He, he was, um, he was up there, but very quiet, quietly. You didn't hear much um talk about him, but great year by Tay Adams as well.
0: Go, goes to the show if you're on a team that is not as successful, your season's not going to get as hyped up. So. Shout out Devontae Adams, but I'm going for the clean sweep. Justin Jefferson's my guy as well, just for the reasons that you guys explained as a whole. Really the the heart and soul of that Vikings offense and quite literally cemented himself this year as the best receiver in in football right now between him, Adams, and Cup, I'm picking Jefferson here. It's a clean sweep by all of us. Pretty assertive pick at that point, so we'll move on. We now go to Defensive Player of the Year. This has been one that has changed a lot in the last couple of times we've done awards. I think at this point, this one's also pretty solid. We'll start with Ben on this one. He's had his pick Adamant since the get-go. Who's your Defensive Player of the Year?
2: Yep, he was my preseason pick. He was my midseason pick. I'm going to stay with Nick Bosa of the San Francisco 49ers Leading the league in sacks at 18 and a half. He has been the unstoppable force on that San Francisco defense. He has been unbelievable. Kind of talked about him and like Miles Garrett kind of being in the conversation of they're always taken to the dance, but they're never really that like true number one star. And we kind of saw that this year from Nick Bosa. I think that it was probably a two man competition between him and Micah Parsons, but, at the end of the day, I think that Nick Bosa, just with his counting stats and his importance to a really talented San Francisco team, I think that he kind of takes the edge.
0: Mike?
1: I'm right there with you. I also have Nick Bosa. I want to take the time uh, to shout out someone else who I had. He might be my number two um, at this point, Hassan Redick. He um, – let me just get numbers because I because I got numbers here um, – where is he? Oh, uh, tied for second in sacks at 16, 11, tackles for loss and five forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries. Um, amazing signing by Philadelphia uh, to acquire Hassan Reddick, And for, to be able to get stats like that and basically be their best pass rusher um, on a team that didn't really need that help is pretty remarkable um, in my opinion. And that just goes to show how good of a player Hassan Reddick can be. Cause he had a, kind of a disappointing start to his career in Arizona, and he never really um, got off the ground, per se. Um, Besides his last year in Arizona, then he went to Carolina, signed the one-year deal, Philly signed him, and it paid off uh, tremendously. So shout out uh, Hassan Redk as well.
0: Yeah, shout out Hassan. But this is going to be another clean sweep again. Nick Mm Bosa is my pick. I've had Matt Judon, I believe I had T.J. Watt as well in the preseason, Um, but I'm picking Nick Bosa here. I just think he's asserted himself as that number one guy. Compared to the other uh, pass rushers, we've talked about Son Reddick, Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, Nick Bosa's just kind of been there, and he's just been the most consistent all year round, and I feel like it's a pretty safe pick here. So all three of us have Nick Bosa, all three of us have Justin Jefferson. So two for two on the board as far as clean sweeps. Now here's where things may differ. Offensive Rookie of the Year. There have been, honestly, let's start with this. Offensive Rookie of the Year has been a very quiet award, especially this year. There haven't been many standout offensive rookies this past year. There have been guys that have been extremely solid, but none that have really taken that superstar leap as of yet. This is where it's going to get tricky. I will start this one off. I actually have Garrett Wilson as my offensive rookie of the year. And I thought it was going to be a few other guys. I've had Brock Purdy in my conversation, Chris Olave. Chris Olave was second for me. I have Garrett Wilson as mine, over 1,100 yards. He had only four TDs in this season, but he averaged over 13 yards a grab. The reason why I'm picking Garrett Wilson in this instance is just because of how successful he's been with the very poor quarterback play that the Jets have produced this year. Goes to show how much he's been able to really elevate his play and sort of assert himself as really the true one in this Jets offense. I think he's going to be their true one going forward, especially with the push that guys like Elijah Moore have had in this offense. But yeah, I'm going with Garrett Wilson as my offensive rookie.
1: You're forgetting about someone though. Out of the guys you mentioned. I'm sure I
0: am. There there were a ton of solid guys this year.
1: I'm right there with you. I have um Garrett Wilson, however, but Benny. Who was the guy? You're not gonna say it. I wanna wait for Benny's pick. Are you All talking right. about Brees Hall? Damien
2: Pierce? No. Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker. Okay. Is. Um, this was uh, going to be a Jets award uh, pretty much throughout. Uh, it was Brees Halls until he tore his ACL yep. and now transfers to the other Jet, and that would be Garrett Wilson. Um, I think Chris Olave honestly had a good uh, chance of winning this award as well, but uh, him missing a couple games due to a concussion really pushed him back. Honestly, his um, per-game basis numbers – were probably better than Garrett Wilson's, but Garrett Wilson was able to play the full 17, had the better numbers at the end of the day, better counting numbers at least. Um, so I will give it to Wilson. I think that he is kind of being underrated in this season that he was able to have just because of the past couple years with the rookie seasons that Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase were able to put up. 1,100 yards as a rookie is unbelievable for a receiver. So I want to give him the credit that he deserves, especially with like mentioned, the rotating uh, amount of dunders, Dunderheads that he had at quarterback, whether it was Zach Wilson throwing to Garrett Wilson, whether it was Joe Flacco or Mike White. So,
0: or for Strebler. Don't forget Shreveller. Oh, all
2: like for one quarter.
0: Anyway, wow, a surprise sweep again. We are now three for three on sweeps. I thought there was going to be a little bit of difference – Different opinions there, but we move on. Defensive rookie of the year. Now, this also same deal. I think it's the same deal, Mike. You seem pretty confident in your pick.
1: Um, it's Sauce Gardner. Um, I think we're all
0: we all getting lost in the sauce.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I've I've been lost in the sauce. uh, Led the forty five. Uh, passer rating allowed 20 passes defended both of those led the nfl um he averaged giving up 10.4 yards uh per catch on i believe 33 only 30 re- receptions on the year um incredible season for a rookie and he was people are saying he's the number one corner in the league um which and is
0: high, hand at this point
1: yeah which is high high praise for him to come into the league um, be that number one right off the bat um and play how he's played. Aiden Hutchinson made it close because Aiden Hutchinson really started slow, but came back in almost, uh, I believe, nine and a half sacks. He had three picks, and he's just – once the Lions defense got going, once they the last eight, nine games, um he started picking it up. Not enough, though. Um, I think there would have been a really, really good fight between this ward if – hudginson was more consistent with that award and got off to a hot start um but it's it's sauce's award
2: yeah i'll, I'll give a shout out to tariq willin too because he <laughs> uh surprisingly only with six picks tied for the league lead um with a few guys in Minka fitzpatrick justin simmons yep. and i believe it was cj gardner johnson which was yeah. a bit of a surprise there but that was actually the league lead this year was six picks um so shout out to Tariq in there but Yeah, it was pretty much Sauce Gardner's to lose. He started off unbelievably, kept that play up pretty much throughout the season. So it's tough to go anywhere else but Sauce.
0: Yeah, I got Sauce as well for the reasons we've said. So we are four for four on picking unanimously here on the three and out award show. Just to recap, if you're just tuning in now, Offensive Player of the Year, Justin Jefferson, Defensive Player of the Year, Nick Bosa. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Garrett Wilson. And Defensive Rookie of the Year is Sauce Gardner. So we move on. Comeback Player of the Year is our next award. There are two guys, theoretically, that could be up for this award. I'm going to start it off. I have Christian McCaffrey as my Comeback Player of the Year in this case. I think a lot of people can also make a strong case for Geno Smith um, in this instance, but When I look at the comeback player of the year award, we talked about this in midseason awards. This is really someone that goes down to either personal reasons or really bad injury earlier on in the previous season. Comes back, plays exceptionally. I think CMC has done just that. He's really come back to true form with San Francisco, especially with the way that Kyle Shanahan's been able to use him in that offense. I'm a big fan of the way CMC's played, especially closing out the year and going into the postseason. So, I have CMC as my offensive player of the or comeback player of the year, I should say. Excuse me.
2: Yeah, it was really nice to see the best skill position player, at least in my eyes, in the league to really reclaim his true form, and that's Christian McCaffrey for me. It was honestly a race between him and Saquon Barkley for me. I, for me, and I think Mike kind of agrees with this. Geno Smith. I don't know, like, where the comeback was from. I guess it's like coming back from just losing his job, apparently. But I think it's just him having an unbelievable, like, turnaround from where he was. Saquon and CMC were the two true comebacks for me. And even though that Saquon uh, did have a real reclamation of what he was able to do the previous two years, he did play 13 games in 2021. That's, so that's the thing. How much, that's of, how much of a true comeback is, right. is that? Right. Um, whereas CMC played the full 17 he looked unbelievable, did not miss beat transitioning from Carolina to San Francisco. Honestly, kind of got that old juice back uh, when he was able to go over to San Francisco. And he's looked really good. He's uh, kind of reclaiming that uh, former, former glory that he had. So I'm really glad to see that. So I have Christian McCaffrey.
1: Yeah, it's another sweep. I also have Christian McCaffrey, 1,880 yards, uh, total yards, I should say between rushing and receiving um, played a living game with San Francisco had over a thousand combined uh, scrimmage yards over a thousand total scrimmage yards um, and 10 touchdowns. So he's been, he's been a very, very nice addition for Brock Purdy in that offense Um, and Jimmy G for half of it. Technically. Um, Yeah. Gino Smith didn't come back from anything besides being a bum on the bench, Uh, but shout out Gino shout out Gino. Cause he's, um, he's been great, but it's it's McCaffrey. It's it's only McCaffrey, and it it was always McCaffrey.
0: So hurtful. So hurtful. it's it's true. Oh, anyway, we've gone for a sweep again. Christian McCaffrey is our comeback player of the year. Officially, lock it down for our three and out season awards. We now move to coach of the year. This is an interesting one. Yeah. To preface this award. Us three actually got into a pretty heated argument the other day about who deserves this award more. Oh, this is so tough. I'm going to let Ben start this one off because he was so adamant in our previous discussion. I'll let him take it away on this one.
2: Yeah, sure. So I have I'm Nick Sirianni as my coach of the year. Uh, no shock there. Uh, took a fringe playoff team in the Philadelphia Eagles, 9-8, and eight, with a second-year quarterback to a 14-3 record. The best, uh, the number one seed in the NFC, the best team in the NFC. And even though that they've dealt with uh, some injuries late in the season, I'm not going to fault Nick Sirianni on that too, too much. He's coached his team unbelievably well, gotten them to a really good point. You've got to give some credit to the GM and the front office when the job that they've been able to do but uh the transformation for uh the eagles nick seriani i've got to give credit there uh the conversation that brett was alluding to was when the steelers had a chance to make the playoffs He was like oh mike tomlin should be the coach of the year no they've been garbage all year just because they have a chance to make the playoffs he's not all in all
0: we were saying was that over was over Pete carroll,
2: carroll who we all i know mike and i definitely had this we had seattle as the worst team coming into the preseason Brett the, was like probably like four
1: four wins. Uh, for, for for context, the argument was, who would we, we give the award to yes. between the two? Um, Tomlin obviously
2: Carroll. be, be Carroll now because who made the playoffs? Uh, but my real winner is Nick Sirianni.
1: Brett, your real winner.
0: My real winner is also Sirianni. I mean, I, it's pretty hard to argue from taking the Eagles. Borderline making the playoffs to absolutely decimating the NFC. Pretty clear at that point, especially considering the fact that let's not forget two years ago that the Eagles were pretty much considering Sirianni as like a one and done filler head coach. Like nobody thought Sirianni was going to last the first season, let alone make the playoffs and have a winning record. So pretty impressive for what he's done. So I have Sirianni as
1: my coach of the year. I have someone different. It's about time. Dable? I have Shanahan. Wow. I have Kyle Shanahan. To be able to um, go through three quarterbacks, he had Trey Lance for two weeks, um, and then Jimmy G came in. Um was playing great. And then uh, Jimmy G went down with an injury. No surprise there because that happens – Seems like every year. Um, and then Brooke Purdy came in and, um, really did miss a beat once he came in, took over for Jimmy G seamlessly. Um, they have the longest active win streak in the NFL with 10 wins. They started the year three and four and, um, they ended 10 and 0, which is incredible. Um, Purdy playing six of those games, six and a half, I want to say, because he came in in the Miami game. Um, just being able to go through those three quarterbacks um, and especially Purdy being the last pick in the draft and not really knowing what you have. Um, I know there were talks of him uh, just in camp and stuff, how he looks solid, Um, but just that's, you know, um, you can have a good day camp and people will say that, Um, but he's come in and he's been, he's been great for them. Um, So that's why um, my vote, my vote's going to Kyle Shanahan.
0: All right, so the first one where we defer on two for Sirianni and one for Kyle Shanahan, both very respectable and head coaches, of course. for Mike Tomlin.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and we'll move on.
0: Thank you, Ben. Anyways, we now move on to our next award, which is the most surprising team. Few teams surprised us this year in good ways. I'll start off this one. I have Seattle as my most surprising team. You can also make arguments for Detroit and Philadelphia in their respective cases. But for Seattle to go from projected worst team in the league to now making the playoffs, it's pretty damn impressive if you ask me. And I don't think anybody saw what they've done this year happening. So I'm going with Seattle.
2: Michael?
1: Yeah. Right there with you. Right there with you. I had um Seattle, if I'm combined it, having four wins. Um, and they went nine and eight, made the playoffs. Um, and this was kind of the perfect scenario for Seattle this year. Um, Geno Smith played nobody, nobody expected Geno Smith to play this well. Um, he came in, and lit it up for Seattle's offense. Um, better than Russell Wilson did shout out Um, what's his face, Gino Smith for breaking the record. All right, Gino. And then defensively, they had a great draft as well. Um, Amazing draft class. All those players, Tariq Woolen, Kobe Bryant, the two tackles that are both starting uh, Ken Walker, amazing draft class are all contributors to this team. Um, I had them. I basically give this award to, who uh, I look at my preseason predictions and who over-exceeded. I had them in four wins, like I said, nine wins. Uh, pretty incredible stuff, right there. Shout out P. Carroll. Shout out Gino. Shout out Tariq. Shout out Jordan Brooks. Shout out the Seahawks.
2: I have ben? Seattle too, but Mike already gave all the shout outs. So,
0: all right. So, uh, way to ruin Ben Spotland, Mike. We sweep with Seattle. <laughs> a little harsh. I'm being harsh. I'm a little more um,
1: assertive today. I'm going to shout out uh, the Falcons kind of too because they uh, kind of exceeded my expectations as well.
0: They were exceeding my expectations. Then they weren't.
1: Well, so okay. Marcus no, Mariota no. Mar- no.
2: wasn't playing anymore. His favorite quarterback. Who started like
1: that? Um, sh- Chicago. It wasn't Chicago one point like three and two or something? Yeah. They started off two and one, and then they went one and what? Fourteen? Okay, yeah, maybe it was something yeah. like that. Two and one. Yeah, because I had them at um I had Chicago at three wins, three and fourteen. And when they were two and one, I'm sitting there going, Oh god, it's gonna be bad. No, you were exactly right. Who's yep. a fool now? All
0: right, so we Still sweep me. with we sweep with the Seattle Seahawks as our most surprising team. We move on. Most disappointing team. Oh boy. Broncos country, let's ride and die in this category. Pretty much gives away mine. Denver, we know why. Hackett sucks. Russ sucked. Everybody sucked. Boo hoo. Yeah, I know. This season sucked. Hey, they finished strong. Can't get away, Ben.
2: All right. So I'm gonna not be like that, Uh not be like Brett and think of like a. Not a team that he's obsessed with. Uh, the Rams were the Super Bowl champs, and then they went 5-12. and 12. That's the most disappointing team. Um, I understand that Matthew Stafford was hurt. I understand that uh, they lost a decent amount of pieces on their own line. But no excuse for the amount of drop-off that this team had. Looks really bad when Stafford was playing. Looked even worse when he wasn't playing. So uh, with that easy pick for me, I think it's the Rams.
1: Um, I'll go someone different too. Um, the Bucks. Um, the playoffs. Performance wise on the field. If you can win that division eight, and nine, I mean, you know what I'm saying? They wouldn't make, they wouldn't make the playoffs if they weren't in the garbage division.
0: Well, if we're saying the Bucks, then I'm saying the Chargers.
1: Okay, look at your notes. What was your preseason prediction for the Chargers right now? I had
0: them last 10 or 11 that. wins, right?
2: <laughs> oh, so you were wrong on them. They were better. I was
0: very wrong on them. So how did they disappoint you? Because I thought <sighs> – No, you didn't. You just said you had them in last place. I think I. – I'm not going to lie. I actually think I had them at 9 and 8.
2: They didn't finish 9 and 8.
0: <laughs> now, I've had them at nine and eight in the preseason. I think yeah. what did they finish? 11 and five, 10 and six?
1: 11 and six.
0: 11 and six. Yeah, so they weren't just. No, as 10 bad. And
1: seven. They were 10 to seven. They they were 10 to seven. Um, I just wanted to go against the grain. I think it's Denver, honestly.
0: It's between Denver and LA. I think we can consensusly I,
1: I give, I give LA the, I mean, Ben's right. You can't dismiss the fact that they've dropped off like this, um, but they just lost so much and injury wise too. um. Whereas Denver was kind of, see, this is the tough thing. But so no, it's so Denver, I want to say Denver. this, I, I want to say Denver. this,
2: Mike, just quick. Yep. Did anyone think the Rams wouldn't miss the playoffs this year? I don't think so. Did <laughs> people have hesitations about the Broncos? Yeah, yeah. we didn't, but other people did.
1: That's a good point.
0: That's a very good point. Go along, Then Broncos Anyways, country, let's die. Two for Denver, one for the Rams. Ram Broncos, Bucks. whatever. Anyways, most improved player. A lot of players improved this season.
2: Mm.
0: I'll start with Mike on this one. Mike, who's your most improved player?
1: Oh, it's not even close. It's Geno Smith. Um, Geno Smith was first in completion percentage. He was fourth in... um, Again, me getting my numbers here. First in completion percentage. Eighth in passing yards. Fourth in touchdown passes. Sixth in QBR. Top 10 in basically all the um, simple counting stats and even on the field. Uh, Play was great. Made the playoffs with that team. Kind of... Slipped off a little bit, but th- that was due to the competition they were playing. Um, Geno Smith, easily in my opinion, the most improved player of the year. I also have Geno Smith, but I just want to give shout out one.
2: I preseason pick was Tua, if not for concussions, he probably would have been my pick still. Um, just to keep with continuity, and also Josh Jacobs, he went from like a fringe mm. starting running back to yeah the league leader in rushing yards. Mm -hmm. Got to give him some love there. He was probably second or third for offensive player of the year, but Geno Smith led the league in completion percentage has looked really great this entire season. Arguably has put up a top eight uh, quarterback season, like at least from the 2022, 2023 stats. So he's been really good. He's a pro bowler, I believe. So really good for him. Mm -hmm. Hopefully he doesn't make it to the Super Bowl, so we can see Geno, play flag football
0: <laughs> so dumb i'm actually going against the grain on this one i don't have gino i love gino no you hate him cuz he's making russ look like a scrub go ahead you know i can't disrespect my second favorite team like that yeah whatever they're, they're your third, third. team
2: Here's Greg. Thank you,
0: Michael. Thank you. Glad we're on the same page. My most improved player is Trevor Lawrence. If you look at his stats from last year, he is tremendously improved. He was tied for the league lead in interceptions last year with 17 through for a little over 3,500 yards, 12 touchdowns. This year, completely different story. 25 to 8 touchdown interception ratio. So much better. Threw for almost 70% of his passes and over 4,000 yards. I had him predicted to be on pace for 4,000 yards, but he actually threw for over, which I was pretty impressed with, especially considering how questionable the Jaguars were going to be at the beginning of the year. And Trevor Lawrence went out of nowhere and impressed a lot of people. So, out of I'm
1: nowhere. So-
0: with the run that he had between week nine and week 15, I don't think anybody expected him to do that. I, didn't I feel like it was only that. a matter of time. It was a matter of time, but considering the pace the Jaguars were at at that point, I don't think people expected Trevor Lawrence to have that big of a jump. At least I didn't. I thought he was going to stay consistent and maybe have a little bit of a better year than he did last year, but he succeeded his numbers by a good chunk, so... I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt here. I give him my most improved player. Again, Geno Smith, probably more deserving of this award considering of how insane of a year he had. So shout out, Gino.
1: Hold but on. You, shout so out it's okay. Before you move on, before you move on, I'm going to read you Geno Smith's stats from last season.
0: There weren't any.
1: There was. He's, he started three games. Uh, he oh, won one in two games. About
0: that. Russ broke his finger.
1: Um, 68% completion, five touchdowns, one pick. Dang, he was decent, though. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he was decent. All right. Well, anyway. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Shut up, Gino.
0: So uh, our most improved player, technically, Trevor Lawrence and two Gino, Probably Gino in this case. We'll give him the doubt, the benefit of the doubt, I should say. 100% we will. Before we move to MVP, our last category is most improved team as a whole. Yes. Yes, yes, I will start this one off. I have the Jaguars as my most improved team as a whole. They went from being the worst team in football last year and chaotic year to making the playoffs and winning the division over Tennessee, who was the number one seed last year. So, I'm taking the Jaguars in this case. What do we have? We'll start with Benny.
2: I have the Jags, too. Um, I don't think there's really anyone close, unless you wanted to put Seattle in this spot. Um, but I didn't, because I already gave them love somewhere else. Uh, Jacksonville went out this offseason and spent a lot of money. Yeah. And whole lot of money they spent. Uh, was it on a bunch of good players? Not People didn't think that. But... Ended up working out really well. Kind of similar to what New England did the previous year. Able to make the playoffs after spending so much in free agency. Big leap from Trevor Lawrence. They're able to get uh, first-year coach Doug Peterson. That sounds weird. uh, Into the playoffs. So really good. Kind of two tails of the season for Jacksonville. First third of the season. Last third of the season. They were phenomenal. Middle third. They were really bad. So hopefully that... Thirds of the season uh, works in Jacksonville's favor. Hopefully, they're able to win a playoff game. Let's see if uh, any of us predicted them to win against the Chargers. Go check out the other episode,
1: Mike. Yeah, Um, it's Jags. I was just looking if they have um, or what their cap space is this off season. Um, Thinking, oh, maybe this would be a good talking point if they have a lot of cap. Uh, Currently, they're negative eight mil. So they spend a lot. Um, it paid off though for them. It did. Um. So, there we go. Right.
0: Just gotta hope that their draft class continues to shine um, in the next couple of years. But yeah, our Tyson cleans,
1: Campbell has been great. Tyson Campbell,
0: Rashawn Jenkins, Josh Allen, Trevon Walker has been pretty solid in the last. Trevon Walker
1: has been solid. Yeah, but Tyson
0: Campbell is like putting up.
1: Stupid numbers like for absolutely no reason at all. It's for good reason, dog. He's corner one. (coughs) Um, Him and Rashawn
0: Jenkins have been very good.
1: Well, Rashawn's safety, so
0: that's true. Anyway, we wrap up every single category in our award show to recap briefly before (sighs) most valuable player. Opoy, Justin oh, Jefferson. Epoi, Nick Bosa. Offensive rookie, Garrett Wilson. Defensive rookie, Sauce Gardner. Watch the episode. <laughs> eh, you never know. Comeback Bye. player, McCaffrey. Coach of the year, Sirianni. I'm just doing this to piss Ben off at this point. Most surprising team, Seattle. Disappointing. Denver and L.A. Most improved, <laughs> T-Law and Gino. Most improved team, the Jags. Ben looks like he's getting ready to fall asleep. Anyway, we return back to normalcy. I
2: don't think anything's normal would be
0: Brett, bro. Our most valuable player. Here it is.
2: How about this? How about this? Since we all have the same first place winner, let's go around and say who we think finishes Second. Brett, you start.
0: Joe Burrow's my second.
2: Wow. Wow, that's impressive. Okay. I, that was the only person that I thought be different, so we can say our winners. I have Patrick Mahomes.
0: Hurtful. So hurtful. Hurtful? Okay. Hurtsful. Very hurtsful. You know what? We should just name our podcast this. Jalen Hurtsful.
1: I don't think we should.
0: That'd be garbage. Patrick Mahomes for me too. All having Patrick Mahomes, please raise your hand and say "I."
1: Yo, that's "I" in Spanish. That,
0: all right, so we all have Patty Mahomes for all of the right reasons.
1: Hmm. I have a different two, but
0: who's, who's your two?
1: two? Oh, Jalen Hurts.
0: See, I would have had Hurts as my two, but he didn't play the like the last two games where it really meant a lot to Philadelphia, so...
1: I mean, Joe Burrow missed a game, too. You saw that week one performance.
0: Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> he came back incredibly strong. Bro, what?
2: <laughs> also, by the way, like Joe Burrow's clearly better than Jalen Hurts, but... Uh, okay.
0: All right. So with that, it wraps up Episode 19 of the Three Now Podcast. If you like what you saw, be sure to give us a follow, like, subscribe to all of our pages. Be sure to stay tuned in for our next episode where we recap Super Wild Card weekend and preview the NFL divisional rounds for the playoffs. Signing off for now, as always, Ben Pope, Mike chichetti My name is Brett Shovs. Take care. Big Ben doesn't suck. I can't say it.